Welcome to the Cinema Rack, where we celebrate the greatest and worst in Hollywood films and their most self-indulgent narcissistic actors, directors, and producers. Here, we will laud and malign Hollywood's seedier elements with levity and humor. They love cinema as much as anyone does. They've been talking about it for over 30 years. Time to get trashy. Here's Gregory and May. Hello, everybody. This is Gregory, and welcome back to another episode of the Cinema Rag. I hope you are doing well today. Today, we're going to continue the series of scandalous affairs of the past and go back to the year 2000 with the affair between Meg Ryan, Hollywood sweetheart, with Hollywood bad boy, Russell Crowe, when she was married to Dennis Quaid. Now, let's give a little backstory because some of you are of my generation who remember this and some of you are of my generation who had no clue of this and many of you might be younger and don't know who these people are or maybe you know them because your parents liked them. So in 2000, Meg Ryan was at the end of her peak run as Hollywood's rom-com sweetheart. She's most iconically known for movies, more mostly Nora Ephron movies like When Harry Met Sally, Sleepless in Seattle, You've Got Mail. And so she's on this high of You've Got Mail when she decides to do this movie called Proof of Life, where she plays a woman whose child is kidnapped and has to hire a man who's good at getting kids back, played by Russell Crowe, to get her kid back. At the time, she was married to Dennis Quaid. Dennis Quaid was a star of the 80s and 90s. Probably, I, I would guess now, his most iconic role, maybe his Parent Trap. Um, he did a lot of movies in, in the 80s, like Inner Space and The Right Stuff and so forth. But he was a well-known Hollywood actor. And they'd been married probably about, at that point, at least 10 years. And they had a couple of kids. Jack Quaid is an, is an actor in Hollywood. Probably not that well-known, but he's an actor in Hollywood. And then you have Russell Crowe. So Russell Crowe is the Australian. This is right before he got his Academy Award for Gladiator. He's up and coming at this point. He had done L.A. Confidential and The Quick and the Dead and movies like that in the late 90s. So he was definitely well known. And of course, Gladiator, a year later, blows up into making him an A-lister. So Ryan always had this stereotype as being the sweet woman. And so when pictures were leaked out or when pictures were shown in London of them canoodling and clearly not canoodling for the role in the movie, I mean, it was scandalous. And at this time, probably the biggest tabloid rags were like Entertainment Weekly. Us Weekly at this point was not that big. Us Weekly got big with a future episode we'll do on the Brangelina Affair of 2005. But... It was leaked and it was a big deal because look, if if it's Angelina Jolie 2000, which is a girl interrupted, kind of trashy whore, goth girl, even though we're like, yeah, yeah. But Meg Ryan was America's sweetheart. America's sweetheart. And on one level you can see it because Russell Crowe is a bad boy. He's a charmer, especially young Crow. Young Crow, he's not on the list of like guys that would make me gay. I've talked about that, like Brad Pitt in Troy or Legends of the Fall or Tom Hiddleston in The Night Manager. Like these roles, like, God, they're, they're so attractive. But, I mean, young crow, charismatic, handsome, that accent and everything. So Quaid found out about the affair and filed for divorce. And then Ryan and Russell Crowe were dating for about several months. And they tried to keep it 
relatively quiet, but at the same time, they were out and about searching for houses, canoodling. And Carrie Fisher, who we know from as Princess Leia, but also in her supporting role in When Harry Met Sally as Sally, Meg Ryan's best friend, said that Meg Ryan was enamored with Russell Crowe, infatuated, and that it's hard to say no to him. And you could see why. I mean, Russell Crowe, quite a, quite a charismatic guy. And at this point, Ryan was getting up in years. And I think this is important to mention because she came out on Oprah later on when Oprah was still a television show and said that her marriage to Quaid was moribund. Now, of course, this could be revisionist history, as it is. Anytime you have an affair, you're going to revise the history. But per her, Quaid was a cad. Quaid was cheating on her quite a bit. And the marriage was essentially defunct uh, for quite some time because of his indiscretions. And maybe she felt she was due her indiscretion because she had to tolerate his indiscretions for some time. Then she does this movie with this up-and-coming younger actor. He was three years younger than him. But if you look at the time, she would have been 38-ish around that time, and he was 35. That certainly plays a role, right? So they have some chemistry on the set. She knows that her husband's been cheating on her for some time, and she wants to have her own indiscretion. And she's actually admitted in the past in interviews how she found it, quote, interesting, close quote, that as America's sweetheart, she was now wearing, so, so to speak, the scarlet letter. And I think... She's even admitted that she found it in some ways liberating because I think having the burden of being the good girl, the sweet girl can be crushing. You get typecasted in your real life and, of course, in your movie roles. And then her coming out as the adulterous whore, I think on one level, maybe she liked. Now, some have attributed this to the tanking of the movie and the tanking of her career. I would say that if you look at her career afterwards, certainly it, it dropped off. She's, she doesn't have any iconic movies after 2000. I would tell you that some of that has to do with her just getting older and then no longer getting the rom-com roles. And that happens. At this point, she's in her late 30s. And you remember, late 30s in 2000 wasn't certainly late 30s of 2023 when we have all this longevity stuff, this health stuff, this biohacking stuff. So I think some of it was just she was getting older And the director of this movie, Proof of Life, which I think is an entertaining movie, blamed the fair uh, for the failure of the movie. And I would say, I don't think so. I think in the opposite, people would go see the movie because of the affair. But I guess on one level, you could see some women being turned off by this movie because of Meg Ryan having an affair. And Meg Ryan, you remember with the rom-com sweethearts, they have to be attractive enough for the men to like them, but not too pretty to alienate the women. But I don't believe that. I don't. I don't. I don't believe that people didn't go see the movie because of the affair. If anything, they're going to go see Russell Crowe. So I think the director is wrong in that regard. Now, Quaid, as I mentioned, filed divorce. She was probably disenchanted in the marriage and was like, "Well, you know what? He's having affairs. Let me have my my affair." And maybe this is what she knew. If he found out, he would file. Let's take a break. I wanted to let you know about some of the other feeds here at the Eclectico Gregorio. The oldest one we have is The Awakened Man, which mostly deals with holistic health, medical cover-ups, ways to biohack your life to ensure longer longevity, medical conspiracies, and naturopathic stuff. 
We also have, and that there's probably about 400, 500 episodes over there. We started that one back in 2017, 2016, I believe. We also have the Female Holistic Health Apothecary, which originally started as an essential oils feed. And there's about 100 episodes on essential oils, particular essential oils like rose and lavender and sandalwood and so forth. And then later I morphed it into more topics that are regarded for female health, female specific. We've had that feed also since 2016. And then lastly, we have Confessions of an Obese Child, which deals with my childhood obesity and trauma that came from it. So it's a great feed for those who dealt with childhood trauma that led you to have addictions to alcohol or food. And I interviewed several people and what it was like to grow up overweight and all the difficulties of losing the weight and then keeping it off and trying to metamorphosize into a regular weighted person. So check out those feeds at the Eclectical Gregory on Apple or Spotify. So I think maybe on one level she thought if I have this affair, which I'm quote entitled to, he'll find out and then end the marriage. And she maybe didn't want to end the marriage because that maybe would hurt her career as the the one who's instigating the marriage. We do know, if you don't know this, that in, in terms of marriage, 70% of divorces are initiated by women. You can look this up. I'm not making this up. And if the woman's college educated, it's actually 90%, 90% of the time. And I'm not sure if Meg Ryan's college educated. But either way, she had the affair. It blew up. Big tabloid news. Her and Crow stayed together several months. And then they moved on. And it was not one of those bitter, acrimonious things, at least as, as we know it seems like it was mutual and I mean, maybe on one level it elevated Russell Crowe's career because uh, he was up and coming and then betting and seducing uh, America's sweetheart probably was a notch on his belt. And remember at this time too, Crowe was still drinking quite a bit and was a bad boy and getting in altercations and, and so forth. So you could see him being the type not to care that he's betting a married woman. You could totally see that. And Meg Ryan, I'm sure was completely open and complicit because it was owed to her, so to speak, because of the indiscretions of Dennis Quaid. Now, you can agree or disagree if that's true, if it was owed to her, whether or not she should stay to her vows. But we know marriage is difficult, especially Hollywood marriages. But since then, it's been almost, it's been more than 20 years, they have a good relationship. And it's not one of those where it's like they can't talk to each other, like Hugh Grant can't talk to any of his past co-stars because they all hate him. Uh, they get along, similar to the way Brad Pitt and Jennifer Aniston get along. So that is the affair of 2000 between Russell Crowe, Meg Ryan, who's largely gone from Hollywood now. You don't see her doing any movies. Crowe, you still see here and there. And Quaid, Quaid, you know, bounced back pretty well. He married a woman, Lauren Savoy, who at the time, a few years ago, he was 73 and she was 26. So no doubt she's marrying him for love. I me. No doubt, and and of course, he likes her for her sparkling personality. But whatever works in Hollywood, so to go, I mean, look, if he would have stayed with Meg Ryan, Meg Ryan is 61. Most men would rather have a 29-year-old than a 61-year-old, say what it is. So maybe there's a silver lining for all parties involved. Guys, I'll post a poll over at the Sid Morag. You let me know if you know about the Meg Ryan, Russell Crowe, a fat, we'll say a fat, like Australia. There's two links in the episode notes. One's for PayPal. Make the donation up to defray the cost of hosting this in a server. I would appreciate it. And the other one is for the website, Naturopathic Earth, which hosts all the Eclectical Gregorio feeds. Until next time, take care. God bless and pray. Thanks for listening to The Cinema Rag. Please post an honest review on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you listen to your podcast. 
Check out the episode notes to visit our website and to make a donation. Lastly, follow the rag today. Until next time.